I'm such a stupid idiot. I never got good grades because my teacher <laughs> said there's no point in teaching this guy. It's <laughs> a great song. But just let him sit in the back and play in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you cool cats. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the animated podcast about real cartoons. I'm your host, Rory. I'm also a host, Andy. And I'm just kind of the smallest host. I'm Austin. <laughs> it's factual and in many different ways. Uh, we have a third. No, I could count. Wait, one, two, three, four. We have a fourth person it's here today. because I was so small, you thought there was a... <laughs> Oh yeah, I just looked right over your Is head. Is that two leprechauns in a coat? <laughs> no, it's Austin Bridges. <laughs> uh, but no, we have a fourth human being here today. His name is Jason Huff. Say hello. Uh, hi. Yeah. Ooh. Very Those nice. Those tones. <laughs> super, super great. Very assertive. Uh, <laughs> Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I know I'm excited because things are tingling. Yes, Ooh. that's how Your you can tell. Sense? Nailed it. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess some sort of sense. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something in your body and it's tingling, and we're gonna interpret that positively. You'll no, that's really uh, good because we're gonna be asking you like very basic Spider-Man trivia questions throughout the night, just to sort of make sure. Perfect. I can't wait make to sure fail. You belong here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been faking it this whole time. We've got to police the space. Yeah, we need to gatekeep a little. A little just to, <laughs> Well, Make guys, sure they're cool enough. Thanks for having me. I'll see myself out. <laughs> no, that's great. You know where the door is. It's where you came in. That's great. Now, Jason's really quick, pretending uh, to be a jock, but in reality, he is the king of nerds and is fully capable of not only unlocking the gate, but beating up the beating up nerds on the inside. <laughs> <It's like nerds. laughs> oh, hey, you like Spider-Man? Name four of his albums. Yeah, noogie. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, if you haven't figured it out by the episode title you clicked on or by what we've already said, we're doing a Spider-Man episode. Uh, we're, we're watching, we watched three, maybe four question mark episodes of the Spider-Man cartoon from 1994. No, yeah, no, no, we do have to clarify that because we can't just leave people on three, <laughs> We watched maybe three four. episodes. They were we kind did. of sandwiched in the middle of a slightly larger arc that splashes, uh, in and splashes out but yeah we'll be talking about the three the three the media's three middle middle chunks yeah yeah and then we will probably touch on the fourth one a little bit yeah. just to wrap things up story-wise yeah because i think you know we, we've ta- we talk about this like every time we do a special but we mostly just pick episodes based on their title and brief description and what kind of sounds fun and we decided that we, we we saw three episodes in a row that featured the Punisher, Craven, and Blade, and we were like, "That sounds just just like, delightful." Fuck yes, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delicious as as all get out. And so we chose those, but we didn't necessarily fully realize how big of a cliffhanger would be uh, uh, resolved if we just watched one episode past. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, traditionally with these Marvel shows, 
they call themselves part one, part two, part three when they're doing like a very serialized little run. So right, it was like a little X-Men unexpected that. that that this one was going to be kind of caught up in it in uh, three normal episodes. Yeah, they had like an overarc title, but that's not really visible to us when we're looking. It's like the the neo neo mutagen. Oh, the neogenetic recombinator neo-genetic, situation. Yeah, it was like the neo <laughs> neogenesis nightmare, like part three yeah, there it or is. whatever, hey, something like that. New made up but, words yeah, are fun. You know, you can make up words. They are fun. very fun. <laughs> Stanley certainly made up his share. Uh, but, but yeah, apparently this whole second season since the beginning of it, because we're watching. Let's be. I mean, again, here's a here's a, another dole out of information about what the hell we're doing in this episode. We're watched episodes seven, eight, and nine of season two. And that of arc Spider-Man been going. 1994. Yeah. And the arc, this this neogenetic nightmare, whatever arc, uh, started in season two, episode one. So, like, it's a long little arc that's all been telling one continuous story about how Spider-Man got himself sort of mutated and has been having some serious body probs. Oops. Oops. Yeah. Oops is right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you mess around in the lizard's lab, though. Like in the lizard's lab. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this was with the, the heavy metal album. <laughs> Mom told uh, you well, not to go in there. I was hey, thinking Jason. maybe Jason wants to tell us a little bit about his about yes. his uh, time with Spider-Man cartoon. Is he, it? You stole uh, the webs right off of my spider. I was just gonna say <laughs> that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll jump in. Uh, so it was crazy watch, uh, rewatching this uh, cartoon because I was I was eight uh, when this was was hot in the streets. Uh, so I mean, just seeing these characters again was I mean, call me crazy, but I think this cartoon still holds up pretty well. It does. Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't. Spoiler find, alert! It yeah, kind of does. I didn't find any of it <laughs> like, oh my god, this animation sucks or anything like. Yeah, they were uh, they were really trying the 3D in the background mm-hmm. a lot. You can see it in the opening yes. credits and all oh, that stuff, too. the 3D experimenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think it still looks pretty cool, and it's so very watchable. And every episode is, like, what, 20 minutes long. The pace is really quick, so it just clips and clips, and you're never really bored. Um, and they do such a good job of just, like, like, oh, I know that character. I know that character. So it was very cool just in these three episodes to just see a ton of, like, cool-ass characters. Uh, that I grew up like reading in the comics. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you? I don't. I mean, Spider Man is probably the the mainstream comic that I'm the most familiar with from like mm-hmm. actually reading it as a child. I don't mm-hmm. know what you guys your experiences were. Oh well, I mean, um, I think I mean I've I've joked I don't know about on air about how how almost almost comically unapproachable the Spider Man comics are. <laughs> There's about <laughs> seventy different issues at any given time. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty it's. Pretty arcane, and I've never been able to crack that nut. I did watch mm-hmm. the Spider-Man cartoon, which was the kind of most streamlined and mainstream version of the show or of the you know the 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 property that I'm aware of. Yeah, right. I mean, I want to I want to call out a little bit of hypocrisy though, because you talk about an un- impenetrable nut, but then you're a giant X-Man nerd, so <laughs> like that's a that's a deep well though. Well, but you can be with different X-Men because it's a big group of people. This is just like seven different concurring different same Spider-Mans. <laughs> it's it's That's much true. more difficult to keep track of. You're right. That there's a, like a bigger cast of characters, but it lends itself better to having multiple, multiple concurrent storylines. Yeah. I, I feel like there was a period of time in the 90s or the early 2000s where there were at least five different uh, Spider-Man 
comic book series all running at the same time, all about Peter, presumably in the same time period. And it's like, mm-hmm. how, how can he possibly be doing all of this? Yeah, totally. Yeah, but, like, oh, this one's all about what Peter does on Thursdays when he goes to Soul Cycle. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care. He's a busy guy. Don't sit next we to that guy. It. The seat gets really sticky. <laughs> yeah. Well, and with Spider-Man too, um, it really hit. They really played up Spider-Man around the era of the the like garbage pail kids mute mutation teenage yeah. mutant ninja turtles. Like in the theme song, they play up the radioactive part oh, of big this. Time. That mm-hmm. like radioactive Spider-Man. <laughs> Should we talk about the theme song while we're there? Dude, yeah. give me some sexy electric guitar. Uh, so much of it. You know. Oh that- yeah, the, I hadn't. I had completely forgotten the 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 jam and outro where they just let him let him riff. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And by him, you mean Joe Perry of Aerosmith? Bullshit. Oh, Are you serious? I know that. Yeah, absolutely. He's what? he's the one. He did the vocals through the like vocoder effect, and he laid down all those sick licks. Oh my god, I had no <laughs> idea. That's awesome. But- the song, however, was written by our good friend, uh, friend of the podcast, Shooky Levy. Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> done fucking everything. Uh, not real friend of the podcast, but Shooky Levy basically wrote like every cartoon theme song, like um, all the Nicktoons, yeah. all that. Oh, actually, the Nicktoons though lived in our own separate world, but like the the other random shit from like the '90s and before, like it was it was like they had Shooky Levy had his his nice little fingers his and little all empire. those empires. Yeah. Uh, I, bet it's, the, I bet it's a Stan Lee sort of situation where he's just taking a ton of cred. Oh, yeah, for be. sure. He very much could be. Uh, but I do love that theme song. It's very odd. Like the the, I mean, the lyrics are John just... John Williams doesn't write this much music. <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics are just Spider-Man, Spider-Man, radioactive Spider-Man, and then later Spider-Blood, Spider-Blood, radioactive Spider-Blood. I thought they said Spider-Blood. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounded like, it sounded like Spider-Boy a little bit. When I first yeah, when I first rewatched Spider Boy, like, Spider Man now. Yeah, there's no Spider Boy. He's he's a man now. There is a Spider yeah. Girl, but we're not. She's not in the show. Uh, it's it's a good theme song, but like in in the in the bad way. <laughs> it's good, mm-hmm. but in the bad way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that I remembered it, like like when we briefly mentioned like, oh, we could do a Spider Man thing with Jason. I was like, I, and we we talked about doing the 1994 one. I, instantly, in my head, I heard like Spider Man, Spider Man. So like, it's it stuck in my memory like really hardcore, but uh, maybe not for the best reasons. I think it is interesting how it plays with the classic melody, where you have like Spider Man, Spider Man to Spider Man, mm-hmm. Spider Man. Like yeah, and he kind of Joe Perry kind of riffs on those notes too. In his, right. in his guitar part. You can also hear just throughout every episode, like just with there's like a passing of time or something that get that guitar riff every time. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's like the main uh, music throughout every episode. It's just you the guitar. You couldn't get cooler than this. Like, <laughs> no. In the era, like right around 1994, like you could not get cooler. You know, kids were making creepy crawlers in their oh, little like crawlers. boy easy bake ovens. Yeah. There's Mike Max. You know, they were, oh, you know, they yeah, were doing baby. the weird stuff. They were, you know, everything was like glow in the dark. And Playing with yeah. your, your gag. Jason, were you a weirdo? Oh, man, I was a big ass weirdo. I was, I was the biggest nerd. I was the biggest nerd. Still still am. Just a, just a bigger nerd. Physically. You, just turned, you turned into a sexy nerd. It, it went from metaphor to, to literal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they, they made this show kind of to go along on Fox, on Fox Kids with the... Yes. Uh, 
the X-Men show that had been running for a couple years right. at mm-hmm. the time. Friend of the show. Um, friend of the show, X-Men. Yes, yes. You know, well, give a little <laughs> round of applause for X-Men, friend of the show. And, uh, and so, you know, you can tell they're kind of like reaching for the same tone. They did a little bit of crossover. Totally, yeah. Um, you know, but the animation is pretty, pretty solid. Like, like Jason mentioned, like it's, it's not bad. Like maybe some of the, like the backgrounds are usually pretty good. The characters are sometimes a little like heavily inked and maybe not as detailed as you'd want them to be. But mm-hmm. like, I think that the same could be said of Batman, the animated series from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more. I was, I was going to bring it up later. Uh, there's. There's a lot of kissing scenes in this, and I was trying to find if there was any. <laughs> and it was oogie. It made me so grossed out. Well, no, here's what I was going to mention. I was trying to look up if there were any laws about, like, how many frames you're allowed to animate in a kid's show of smooching. Because it seems like it dips to about one frame a second uh, for the kiss scenes. Did anybody else notice? It's just, like, people start clipping together. Like, well, <laughs> I, think it's, I think that there are uh, several things to animate with human beings that are very difficult. And one of them is hands. And another one is kissing because the, like... Goopiness of mouth flesh is it's very a complicated strange. The faces dance. just like melt together. <laughs> the dynamics of, of how <laughs> kissing works is is it's it's odd. I mean, it's odd in real life when you're doing it and you think about it too hard, and the then you try and animate face it. Dance they make. <laughs> how do we capture it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this teen face dance. <laughs> Where do the teeth go? <laughs> That's a uh, mystery that none of us can solve. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think other. I mean, like, unless sort of we all like kissed right now about the show. Like if we all kiss together and we can't. You know, uh, we're in separate <laughs> countries and states. Kiss me through the phone. Nothing, nothing uh, so possible. the Spider-Man. Spider-Man is doing sort of a, a precursor to the to the you know cinematic universe style thing well i guess the comics you know it's not it's not unknown for for people to start jumping platforms but right in the cartoons um as i remember like i don't remember iron man doing a lot of crossover um no but apparently he shows up in this cartoon at some point right so it's what i'm he, saying like the stuff is is boiling is bubbling up into spider-man they bring in punisher they bring in yeah uh, a lot everybody of everybody gets into this show like Here's everybody gets thinking, an episode i feel like Spider-Man was their flagship show, and so that meant that Spider-Man was the place. It's kind of like with, you know, Arrow or something. Or, oh, or those, like every like episode's a backdoor show. pilot? Yeah, like every yeah. episode is a backdoor pilot that they're yeah. hoping, like, okay, is we, we give all of the Punisher backstory, we introduce well, all glad- the characters, all of the Blade characters, we kind of just give them that so that everybody yeah. knows... You know, and then if, if we get off. a bunch of fan mail about one of them, maybe we'll give them their own show. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's how it felt to me. Totally. Which I love. Well, and totally. it was also interesting because, I mean, I, uh, I've i sort of been completely unrelated to this show. I've sort of been, like, rekindling my love of Spider-Man by going back. Uh, I just got a recently got a subscription to Marvel Unlimited, and I've been going back and reading all of the original Spider-Man. I've read through, like, the 60s. Um, and so it was really fun for me to watch some of this stuff and recognize like character designs and some plot elements and, and stuff that are clearly being taken from his like first Stanley run. Yeah. Uh, but and I was going to say, so this is the one that Stanley actually made, right? Sort yeah. of famously, he didn't yeah, steal this one. Yeah, back when uh, he was correct. like a spry 75. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and Ditko, uh, put this one together. Uh, there's still a little argument about who's like responsible for the idea yeah, of, of Spider-Man <laughs> because of course there's argument, but uh, but yeah, I, I think that Stan Stan full on uh, had had his fingers harder in this pie than many other pies, uh, yeah. and and you can and, tell. Yeah, you definitely can. 
the only point that I was going to make was that this show feels just as crunchy as those old comics did in terms of mm-hmm. like, we're going to tell all these weird stories and do a bunch of crossovers and we're not really going to care if you follow necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just going to take you along on this journey. Right. And we'll drop like, a mention to the Tombs Foundation. Yep. Yeah. We'll drop yeah. like all of these things that just put you smack dab in the middle of the Marvel Universe, which is so cool. And it is cool. Part of the reason that it was so nice to see that is that, you know, it doesn't feel quite as common now with other shows. I think, I mean, there's that that period right between when the MCU happened and when like X-Men 1 in like 99 happened right. or 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, when suddenly there was that explosion of like quasi faithful adaptations of, of content. And so you sure. have suddenly including animated Blade, shows, right? Right. Like including right Blade, in including Blade. Oh, Blade's older. I think. Oh, that you're right. You're right. right. The, and the, the Blade and Spawn are like the older. real early ones. Yeah. yeah well, was Blade older. was like 97, 90, mm-hmm. yeah, 97, something like that. Blade. Um, but the, uh, the thing is, you know, like in 94, the only source material were just the comics, mm-hmm. you know, they, they couldn't like play up to movie popularity or they couldn't, you know, it was like, this is all the content we have is just straight from the comics. So we're getting just a, a, a direct vein, you know, like straight mm-hmm. comics content and well, and they were they were like doing uh, video games pretty hard around this time, too. Um, oh, yeah. Arcade. I remember I remember vividly uh, playing Nintendo. at a friend's house, the Super Nintendo game, uh, Spider-Man and Venom Maximum Carnage. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Playing that game all the time. And I was thinking about it while watching this episode because and uh, these episodes and we're going to talk about this and I'm sure very soon. But uh, <laughs> Spider-Man mutates f- four extra arms. So he's yeah. got six arms. And in the comic books for a while in the uh, Infinity War plot line, they had this character of, it was basically, it was called Doppelganger, which was a Spider-Man mm-hmm. with six arms. Yep. And you fought him in the Maximum Carnage game, which came out this very same year, 1994. So like they're they're doing a lot, but it's really interesting to watch them do it in a world, like you said, before the MCU and before things have blown up in movies. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that video game is awesome. It was also freaking impossible. It was so yes. hard. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> An eight-year-old playing a Super Nintendo, just throwing that shit across the room. Could, oh, could, boy. Couldn't beat it. Could never beat it. His thumbs as red as an apple. Absolutely. <laughs> still, still sore about this one, boys. <laughs> Literally, his thumbs are still sore. They never so recovered. So let's, let's talk about episode seven. Sure. Let's, let's jump into it. Okay, so here's the synopsis for episode 7. An increasingly desperate Spider-Man drinks the serum designed to cure him, but it makes him grow four extra arms. And they're beefy. <laughs> These are beefy arms. Uh, Big boy arms. And by cure him, we're talking about this... Well, we had, did we mention it in the, in the opener? He's, yeah, he's a little bit. Some, a little bit, of, uh, little bit of genetic mutation going on with his Spidey powers. Yeah, his like, upset tummy of so mutation. So coming into this episode, he's been given a, a serum... That is meant to possibly cure him of his uh, ailments, but might cure him of his spider powers, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Continue. Uh, Sorry. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Marvel antihero Punisher thinks Spider-Man is a crook and chases him around. Spider-Man <laughs> finds him. But, like, for real, though, he does just chase him around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Hey, like, get back here, just, cook. Just like roof, rooftop to rooftop, <laughs> warehouse to warehouse. We're just chasing each uh, other. I'm Frank Castle. <laughs> uh, come back. Let's see. Uh, Spider-Man finds out that Michael Morbius has turned into a vampire, a vampire, mm. and is draining people's <laughs> plasma. It says blood, but it's definitely plasma. Yeah, yes, he's draining. Uh, yeah, they're, they're trying to they're trying to make it a little more kid friendly by having him suck up plasma oh, yeah, instead of blood. You can't help. you can't say it, the B word on Fox Kids. <laughs> no. Spider Man wants to help Michael, but the Punisher is trying to get rid of Spider Man at the same time. Gosh darn it! Is Punisher- but it is kind of like an old horror trope to have somebody be like blood. You know, I want to suck your blood, and right. it just has no. It has absolutely no impact when you replace blood with plasma. Do you think no. maybe I, Morbius? I'm is gonna eat your plasma. <laughs> do you think he's trying to justify <laughs> that he's not a vampire by saying plasma and say like no yeah. i don't need blood i'm not yeah. a vampire i need plasma See? and like it's different i need plasma and none of his victims are like turning into <laughs> vampires they're just getting really woozy and they just need some Such like yeah. saline and some cookies and therefore they feel fine <laughs> it's like donating plasma <laughs> yeah he's a really he's not a big threat yeah he's fine um <laughs> I but need my plasma inhaler what's funny is re-watching <laughs> this episode is actually it, this is where i first found out the difference between between blood and plasma because as an eight-year-old I was very confused <laughs> as to why the vampire wasn't drinking people's blood so I was like what the hell is plasma and so that's when you know <laughs> I fucking found out it's like my a- concept of plasma was the <laughs> super star wars super <laughs> nintendo game where like the best weapon you got was the plasma gun oh shit that game is terrible yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna beams. say that it's off topic but that game is awful Ouch, it's pretty bad Right, so this was definitely not a plasma beam that he was eating out of people's arms, but no. different kind, different uh, kind through his hands, right? Like he wasn't yeah, even biting them. He's he gross. He's sucker. got like suckers in his palms. Ooh, uh, so gross. No thanks. Uh, so what I was thinking about the whole time I was watching these episodes is, uh, I know when you get Punisher alone, like for Punisher War Journal and other stuff going on in the comics and his own, you know, in his Netflix show, like he's. He's got a whole bunch of cool stuff going on, but it feels like every time Punisher shows up in someone else's story, he's wrong and in the way. Yeah. And that's the whole point of the Punisher. He's right. like mistakenly decided someone is the bad guy and then he gets in the way of the real plot. Like, right. yeah. I feel like that's what everyone villain. uses Punisher that's for. That's pretty accurate. Like yeah. Yeah. He's a wrinkle. Uh, he's a foil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was introduced in Spider-Man, I think, right? right? Like, that's, yeah. that's where yeah, he Yeah, that was from. his original introduction, which I thought sure. was really cool yeah. that they brought him in in the same way as, not as an ally, but as, yeah. you know, as a foil, uh, which totally. was really cool. Ooh, can uh, we- well, Spider-Man had a lot of enemies in the in the early the early days. He made a lot of enemies of good people too. Like yeah. he just he just ends up in really like sh- he was a shitty teen and he said a lot of really shitty things to people <laughs> and they just turned everyone off. Yeah, that, that's what happens when you're a teenager for 40 years. Uh, I would like to give a little shout out to the battle van because that is an awesome yes. fucking character. <laughs> it is kind of like its own little thing. Uh, oh, they're marketing the shit out of that. Yeah, and I was so like, toyetic. I kind of want that. But you know, uh, else was toyetic is is the Punisher's like oh, super vest pack. that he puts yes, on. It's yes. like jetpack <laughs> vest. You just see the blister packaging. Yeah. for that like combo set. Yeah, Punisher with jetpack and battle and van. Then, yeah, yeah, and battle van. Fuck. Oh my <sighs> god. Yeah. So the great thing about the battle van is that he controls it entirely with voice commands yeah. that are way too complicated to use in real life. <laughs> in 1994. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but like he'll he'll. It's not even like hey, battle van, shoot me that gun that I like. It's like battle van, execute code eight five seven three two blarp blarp blarp. Adjust and then for hit. wind. Yeah, adjust for yeah. wind. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was gonna bring that up. I like 
I like that. Uh, I mean, it's such a, it's such a, it's a funny kind of like coding issue. Like, why would you, why would you program something that's that can shoot you your weapon across the across like you know uh, buildings? And not have it just automatically adjust for wind. You shouldn't need to say adjust for wind. You always want to adjust for wind. Sometimes you just gotta specify. Ignore wind. <laughs> like, yeah. Oops, for, I forgot. I forgot. Looks like I don't have a gun today. And then the battle van just says, oh, well, you didn't tell me to yeah, adjust Yeah, it's really sassy wind. about Ooh, it. Sassy battle van. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, the battle van is great. Like, he's got like a, a sidekick. Microchip. Uh, yeah. Yes, Microchip, who I think micro. is a real comic character, yeah. right? Yeah, I, yeah, Micro's I, like a I said, boy. I'm I'm less Rocking familiar with Punisher. Strong dad bod. He's like yeah. a yeah. he's a chunky barrel chested chubster with but with monstrous arms. Yeah, he's got huge <laughs> biceps. What the fuck is he doing? Yeah. Yeah. It means he can hit the keyboard better. <laughs> <laughs> it's from vigorous typing. He can, All he those, can getting do more those WPMs hacking. Just got like a couple of dumbbells sitting next to the console. <laughs> Always. So here's the other thing that impressed me about this portrayal of the Punisher. Uh, not really sanitized. Not like, terribly. Not, not really. I mean, no, but the, the, the show does a lot of backflips to kind of try to have to dodge it with that. Well, you know, sure. but yes, but yes, you're right. They do kind of openly say that like, he's the he's the killing one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting that they were going to have a full discussion about his like lethal versus non-lethal. Sure. Totally action and they get into that like they totally get into it and i was really surprised i mean first i thought oh he's not gonna have guns and then he had guns and Dude, he has about all murder. the guns yeah yeah i mean let's be let's be fair blade's got a fair amount of guns too yeah he's got some some crazy guns that we should see later everybody's got gadgets in the 90s oh yeah. i love me some gadgets so many gadgets. Actually, I, so Spider-Man surprised me oh, in that Punisher he didn't has have a pretty. Many. He's also rocking his his uh, the traditional headband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. looking like pretty Snake fierce. Plissken, Snake Plissken action going on. Yeah. Ooh, Snake. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Uh, I mean, we the summary kind of covered it, right? I mean, he runs away from Punisher a lot because he thinks that Punisher thinks that Spider-Man's a crook. Uh, we should talk about Morbius a little. Yeah, uh, sure. He's he's like, he's one of uh, Peter's classmates. Maybe is that right? Just so weird because yeah. they somehow involved in Kurt student? Connor's lab. Grad student because yeah. he is not a young. Not with that like say. Dracula yeah. voice. They drew him to look yeah. like he was you know forty five. So why why does <laughs> right. Peter why does Peter <laughs> right, know this he guy? He was involved with uh, involved with Felicia, Felicia Peter's Hardy. ex, who right. is Black Cat, right? Yeah. See. Yeah. Also, that was Jennifer Hale, a uh, femme yes. female shepherd. True story. Jennifer Hale is a big old voice actor, and I don't mean she's big. I just mean she's everywhere. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he's uh he has turned himself into a vampire on accident. Oops. Via a very complicated oops, uh, complicated sequence where he like well, steals Peter Parker's blood, and there's a laser beam, and there's a bat, and, a bat. and <laughs> he's got some combination of Parker's blood uh, and the and the cure, the Spider-Man cure, because they they're working in the lab that Spider. Well, Peter Parker works there too, mm-hmm. at Empire but State they're University. also doing a favor for Spider-Man, and they don't know he's Spider-Man, right? So they're doing totally. this Spider-Man cure, and he's stolen that. And yeah. and then when he when he's looking at it through a microscope, a bat flies in and starts eating it, <laughs> and then the bat eats bites him. <laughs> and now he Just has he has the luck, like man. advantages and disadvantages of a vampire, a plasma vampire. 
but it, it was it was very complicated. But the upshot of all of it is that Morbius has become, in effect, a vampire that's kind of not really a vampire. A vampire. Bat. He's the vampire bat to Spider-Man Spider. Well, they call him mm-hmm. the living vampire because he's not yes. Yes. dead. Yeah, but some sunlight still, still makes spooks him, him. Still makes him cranky. He still scared. makes him cranky. <laughs> oh no, well, mom! Point, I don't want ten more minutes. <laughs> well, so he could turn back into a human at some points, and then yeah, like kind of a werewolf situation. But then he went full vampire. I don't yeah. know. the The previously on was like a minute long. They don't <laughs> because he's not a vampire. They do a really sloppy job explaining his vampire rules. Yeah, yeah, he's right. just able to fly immediately and doesn't even seem surprised. It's just like, this is a thing I do now. <laughs> hey, this rocks. <laughs> yep. Oh, sick. And yeah. I'm out. Bats can levitate. <laughs> Goodbye. Apropos of physics. But really, that's his whole deal is that he, he's, he's not trying to make everyone a vampire because he's, he's evil. It's just he wants everyone to be able to fly because it's sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a, he's a, a nice vampire man. Yeah. Trying to give back. Uh. And so Spider-Man's trying to save Michael Morbius because it's his fault by, you know, some sort of mental logic that a hero would have that, mm-hmm. that he's turned into a vampire. Punisher th- thinks that Spider-Man has kidnapped Michael Morbius thanks to the overzealous media and the Daily Bugle and J. Jonah Jameson and all that, uh, who uh, is Ed Asner. Yeah. Yes. Damn who right. I would who is great and is everywhere, but I would love a lot more if he wasn't a 9-11 truther. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you ruined me. And Oops. here we are. Welcome to the real <laughs> podcast. Right. I'm crushed by this. I know. Ed Asner. Come on, buddy. Um, and so that's kind of the whole episode. It's a lot of running. Like Jason said earlier, like, it's very fast. Yeah. We don't sit in any moment, like, at all. 20 like, minutes. As soon bing, as, bang, boom. As, yeah. Like, they're like, oh, man, I guess I should go to the lab. And then it's like, instant cut. Oh, I'm at the lab. Yep. And they're like, like, it's it's really fucking fast. Uh yeah, because so, they're you know, telling like a, a huge comic style arc in a, you know three episodes or something, and and like yeah, they jam very it a ambitious. Lot. It, it's ambitious, and I I mean I love that. I mean I love that they're taking the time to tell stories that are more than just like when you have a single episode that's not uh, a, a you know a serialized arc, you've got to they end up being very samey because you have to do the setup and, it, and all the setup looks very similar. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you get a lot of just these really carbon copy episodes like, OK, now we're going to start from the beginning. And this time it's about Craven and we're going to start from the beginning on this one. And now it's about Blade. <laughs> and like by doing this long, strung out story, they can weave that in these characters in and, out of, yeah. in and out of in a much more naturalistic way. And it creates it's just a better show. Oh, holy it. cow. Mm-hmm. Also, like everybody's middle name should be exposition because. Oh my god, there's so much exposition. Every character has like so much information to tell the next guy. And yeah. uh and then suddenly everyone's informed. <laughs> oh my god. So I, I I died with uh with Whistler, Blade's <laughs> friend Whistler in in the third episode, oh, who yeah. just at the drop of a hat will tell all of Blade's deepest, darkest secrets to <laughs> oh, anyone who dude. will listen. Dude, that was a that was an ongoing thing in this arc was how many people decided who were like strangers to somebody just yes. wielding their emotional baggage like a cudgel. He's <laughs> like, hey, what do you think about your, your parents' death? Like, wait, what? How what? do you know that? And that's also completely inappropriate. Oh, man. <laughs> well, so again, fantastic. hey, folks, we only got 20 minutes. We got to pack the story in here. <laughs> yeah. Every oh episode. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is very emotionally manipulative. 
there there are a couple like really Spider-Man-y things that I felt like they they only touched on like very briefly in these episodes that we watched. And one of them is that he he kind of didn't didn't get up to much wisecracking. Um, except in the first episode, mm-hmm. there's a little bit like he did. He makes some fun jokes about having six arms, like, like Punisher gets mad at him and he's like, Ooh, I'm so scared. I might start biting my fingernails and man, uh-huh. have I got fingernails. Uh, you know, so he, he does some stuff, but like it's that. And then his super strength, I feel like we don't see very much. He's, he does a lot of web slinging, but and there's math. only a couple mm-hmm. times. He does do math at some point. He does <laughs> do math. Uh, but I thought that was interesting. Like those are two things that I, that I really heavily identify with Spider-Man and, uh, and they really, they really go hard on the, uh, they really went hard on the plot and on the web slinging in these episodes and, and sort of not on the other side. I think in all comics, especially, uh, well, in, in all their iterations, super strength is one that's very hard to show because you don't want to outshine the person whose power is super, is like real super strength. Mm-hmm. And yet you're also, you're kind of just as strong as the plot needs you to be because we can't really observe how strong you are except by acts of strength. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, unless he's going to have a whole building fall on him, uh, you don't get to see too much, but you know, I mean, that's one of the reasons that I really liked the new Spider-Man homecoming is because they gave a lot of like really fun, casual ways to watch him be strong in an understated sure, yeah, way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, accidentally breaking stuff and whatever. Especially when it's coming from Tom Holland, it's very entertaining <laughs> to see. Yeah, because this, this whole series, I don't know if we mentioned it, it, takes place when Peter is in college. He's at Empire State University. So it's like after all of the high school stuff. So he already looks like an adult person. Yeah. Right. Which not doing the I team. think is also smart. I think it's a, a good call. I mean, I'm not sure where they started in season one, if they made that jump in season two or not but no i think he's always at the university always in this, at the in university this yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's great i i think that's you know maybe now looking back like we've just seen spider-man in high school so often that getting yeah. like college era peter parker is just a nice breath of fresh air maybe it wasn't at the time but yeah i mean i'd i'd kill to have high school spider-man back in the comics because right now he's like a billionaire ceo so the other the other plot line that probably matters uh that carries on is that peter is missing because of course he can't hide it, uh, that he has six arms when he's trying to be his <laughs> alter ego mm. right. uh and so he's gone missing and ant man and mj are both like super worried about where the hell he's gone uh and that that plays into later stuff, but we see them yeah. a few times in this first episode. I'm not seven. I'm not wild about their characterization of MJ in this. Um, well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's not as good as it could be, but it's a lot better than Stan Roder. Oh yeah, yikes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, she might as well be a villain <laughs> <laughs> because that's pretty much her entire role is just to be. Yeah, it's just to withhold sex killer. at inconvenient times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean basically. i don't want to i don't want to keep comparing things to what i was re- been reading about the you know the 60s comics but she's basically just like a freewheeling party girl and peter is like two-timing three-timing and four-timing like all these women in his life oh my god uh and it's not none of it is particularly healthy or good and every time he sees one of the his like former flings with someone else he gets like absurdly jealous but they still have us like try and believe he's a nerd in high school. Right. And it's like, right. no, he gets every girlfriend. Yeah. No. I'm just a nerd juggling <laughs> six girlfriends. <laughs> oh, it's so hard to have all these girlfriends. I know girlfriends. what it's like to be different. It ha- but I it, have it, six it, girlfriends. It does have a. 
it does have a really awkward sort of portrayal of how they think people get girlfriends where uh-huh. Felicia just walks up and is like, hey, want to be my boyfriend now to be people? <laughs> and then MJ does it too when she's pissed at, uh, yeah, oh, at, at Peter. Peter. Right, like, hey, should we break up now? Yeah, all right. Yeah, no, I'm seeing somebody else. All right, cool. I'm gone. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to go smooch your best friend, Harry. Uh, so episode seven ends with uh, Spider-Man really succumbing to his whole uh, m- mutation thing and mm-hmm. becoming... Like man spider, right? Man spider, man spider. There was though, there was a bit of fun business that happened where (laughs) he was trying to track down a specific thing, like Morbius's hideout or something, by listening to a tape and like (laughs) figuring out where the sounds. Oh my god, that was the next episode. You're right. It's really fucking goofy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, After his little tussle with Morbius, Morbius conveniently leaves behind a uh, this like long winded reverie about all about his pinings. And Spider-Man is listening to this guy's this guy's fucking live journal and and, <laughs> and placing where where he recorded his his fucking emo me, me, emo notes in the city. Um, it's I heard rushing so water goofy. here and it took me 36 seconds to get there to the next sound, which is some kind of like machinery. Okay, that's that. And that'll yeah, lead me to like where a- I'm going. A sound That's right. He was hunt. bit by a bat, and if I know bats, they're gonna go up. <laughs> <laughs> Must bats, be in this their tower. favorite direction up. Oh God. Yeah, I mean, uh, it like did... after all of that pseudoscience, to then just be like, well, if I, I, I have to think like a bat, and bats go up. I was like, <laughs> we could we could have skipped a lot of this backpedaling if you're just gonna do this at the end. Yeah, I mean, it got Peter doing science things which was nice and it was not just like complete action nonsense yeah so it, I, I think it broke up the action in kind of a nice way but it was very silly yeah it's, well it would have been a really cool entire episode if we're actually listening to this guy kind of slowly break down into a villain mm-hmm. but that's not really what this was this was sort of a more of a detective scene well and it's right. interesting because i uh, you know there's more parallels to this right at the very end of episode 10 but like you know, there's a whole Batman animated series episode about the man bat yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that does that a lot more successfully where we watch that guy sort of like, you know, succumb to his mutation and, and like r- struggle with it. And it's really a lot more interesting than Morbius. <laughs> yeah, Morbius is basically like, I hate being a vampire. And then he's like, no, definitely <laughs> wrong about that. Being a vampire fucking rocks. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then, then Spider-Man has his own transformation. He turns into this giant, like, he's like Spider-Kong. Uh, yeah. Like a big six-armed, creepy. He's got the nasty face. Oh, yeah. Oh, nasty yeah. face. Uh, fun Just fact, like I, I had the man-spider action figure as a kid. Yeah, yeah. So this brought back a lot of memories. No doubt. Did it, did it spit venom? It or? did not spit venom, uh, <laughs> but it came with. So just imagine, you know, what he looks like in the cartoon. He came with yeah. like a, a big, like a Weapon X mask in a way to like, like imagine if they, uh. imagine if they had captured him and kept him locked up. Oh, in case up. he was too spooky for your little kid, you yes, could put a mask on it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, very spooky for the children. Uh, so yeah, the, you put like this big, like metallic mask on him and then it came with these like, uh, I guess, metal ropes to like put through his six arms to like hold him in like a holding uh. cell. Nice. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, brought back a lot of memories. It was cool seeing this again. That's, That's awesome. Tight. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and I don't the, think I had any of these toys. Yeah. I had I had a Morbius, actually. I had a Morbius uh, and, like, an Ooze uh, <laughs> playset. It was, like, the City Top <laughs> Spider-Man playset that had, like, green Ooze from a, a bucket that you could, like, put in and it would pump out green Ooze. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's when you buy your, uh, your Nickelodeon Gak and you just pump it through there. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you can combine the two toys. It's great. And you throw your turtles in there. You've got yourself a real party. There you go. Throw some floam in there. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting a little too horny now for this Sammy, episode. Uh, I need to take one. a walk. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, the very end of seven, uh, Punisher shows up again. Yeah. And they square off. Uh, and then Punisher just bails because he's like, no, nah, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Got they didn't to go. sign up for monsters. This sucks. Right. Which takes us right into episode eight. All right. So that takes us right into episode eight. The second one that we watched. This one's called Duel of the Hunters. Spider-Man's horrifying genetic mutation reaches its culmination as he transforms into the man spider. Dr. Mariah Crawford summons Sergei Kravenoff, better known as Craven the Hunter, to help her track down Spider-Man and cure him of his mutation with a newly developed antidote. And I think I hadn't been paying close enough attention when I was watching episode seven. Don't mm-hmm. they tease that he's going to be in this? Doesn't she call him at one point? Yes. Yes. She yeah. calls him. I, does. I love it when she picks him up at the airport and she's like, did you bring your ceremonial hunting garb? <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, what does he say? He says, uh, uh. Like the hunter never never hunts without his or does the lion hunt without his mane? Yeah, his oh, mane. there it is, there it is. Holy shit, so good. Oh, oh man, I, he he has a nice a bit of expository dialogue where he's like, ah, uh, yes, well, I may no longer be a very powerful, you know, enhanced person with lots of like, crazy powers, mm-hmm. but I can still hunt. I can still it's hunt. Like, like okay, we didn't really need to know about any of that. <laughs> I think they take you're here, they you're take Craven being Russian as like having carte blanche to like have him be every culture ever oh, and just yeah. kind of yeah. use all cultures as mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's fine. Well, Craven's always, I was actually really happy that he had his ceremonial garb. Cause it's the, yeah. it's exactly how I remember him from like every time he shows up in any, like even the earliest he shows up in the comics, like it's very early. Oh yeah. He's such a cool villain, even though he's like <laughs> culturally leopard, a little, a little tone deaf. Oh, yeah. Capris. Uh, he's very strange culturally. Like I don't understand what they thought they were doing with that. But, uh, but yeah, I love, I love his whole, his whole shtick is great. Um, yeah, because he's it, like a Russian colonialist, also tribal hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. he's basically hunted everything, and so he's moving on to the most dangerous, the most dangerous game, game. Most definitely, like he's, both, <laughs> he's both the imperialist and also the like indigenous culture that doesn't like yeah, he's, the he's your like he's, uh, he's your john uh what's the what's the john what's the john guy from pocahontas john, yeah, smith? John, oh, john smith john smith john smith where he's like he's the bad guy but he's the bad guy with the heart so you couldn't remember john smith <laughs> it's the easiest <laughs> name I knew it was, I knew it was, it's too bland <laughs> i was like what's so bland he's no sergey kravenoff <laughs> right facts uh, <laughs> though I do want to I want to talk about the beginning of this episode really quick though because uh, it begins still with Punisher and it, it uh, Punisher has some really actually kind of cool lines at the beginning of the Punisher's episode. fun in this one I really like this yeah. episode yeah oh yeah yeah oh so my god uh, did you maybe he, you wrote the same line that, down that I wrote down I, yeah Let's find there out. Were, I had two uh, he <laughs> jumps into the van with micro 
and Micro wants to know what's going on. And he's like, I looked at the devil and I blinked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, tap, tap, tap. He says, I looked the devil square in the eye. That's right. And I blinked. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool to and see then, the devil sure admit defeat cool. a little bit. But yeah. then he's like, oh, I didn't sign up to fight monsters. He's like, fuck. <laughs> and then Micro's like, yeah, but actually you did in a way. And then you're like, yeah. oh, crime is, yeah. um, is monstrous. Deep. Yeah. They take this episode to to give us a few brief, uh, very vague flashbacks to his family dying. Yeah. Uh, they can only the show in the park. None of it. Yeah. They can show exactly none of that. <laughs> exactly none <laughs> of his family being brutally murdered by villains. Uh, you know, his wife and two children. They just show a kite flying up in a park. But it's okay. We get that know. exposition later, like hard. Like, do you remember that? <laughs> yes. It's like, look, yes. I, know, oh, I, look yeah. I know your family was killed in that uh, crossfire between the two rival gangs in the park that one day, but <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it gives you the whole story in like one long breath. And it's, it's like, like okay, first of all, it. what gives you the right, sir? <laughs> we yeah, don't you know each other. Start- <laughs> I love I love how you you said that though Austin like wielding people's emotional trauma like a cudgel like they really just chuck it around at people like like that's not yours to give <laughs> right that's like like you know that's like my core being that's everything that makes me upset at the world and you can't just like go blabbing that to like the press editing. right it's just fucking insane to me right um these people have met minutes minutes before. <laughs> Everyone's just a, uh, just a walking origin story. All of them. Yeah, Remember I mean, that time it, your wife and kids died? Wasn't <laughs> didn't that suck? Boy, because this is like that. Oh boy. Okay, so what are the what are the big things that happen in this one? Uh, Everybody's Craven, hunting everybody. Yeah, it yeah, does kind of like, switch down into into spider nonsense. Yeah. But so Craven and Punisher are running around trying to track down the man spider. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had a scientist. Uh, is it Deborah? Deborah no. is an is a is a co is a student, right? Like who was uh, who was like getting Peter. gaslighted by Flash Thompson? <laughs> yes, that was the one. Yeah, okay. Deborah was getting gaslit by Flash Thompson. Um, yeah. Peter kind of treats her like a little sister. Uh, they they're they're students together at ESU. Okay. Um, but she's very smart, and she works in in Kurt Connor's lab as well. Right, and so she's she like finds no, she sees the man spider, and. And then she runs out and flashes like, what? No, you didn't see anything, you, you dumb idiot. And like, it's just your <laughs> women, nice. women always seeing things and Good one, telling Flash. people about nice, it. Nice. Right. And then Flash immediately gets, you know, uh, plasma feasted. No, wait. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. Gobble that. That's right. He does. Yeah, because Morbius yeah. shows up after Man Spider does. Yeah. Yeah, they're, everyone is just chasing each other. Like, it feels like right. half of what we watched is people running around and like, like there's like four people at any given time, especially in this episode with with Man Spider, Morbius, Craven, and Punisher all yeah. chasing each other. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nuts, like, but it's, it's pretty fun. Exhausting. Like Punisher and Craven sort of tacit alliance was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. It was cool to see those two personalities together. I haven't really seen them combined because yeah. they're not normally in the same well right <laughs> place and. And the Craven and the Punisher storylines didn't normally take place at the same time as this Morbius storyline at all, right? So they're sort of combining three different comic book storylines into this Is one. Is it messy? Yeah, absolutely. Arc. But it's, it's, totally messy. <laughs> it's still fun to see some of that interplay happening. But I did think it was a pretty smart idea to bring the Punisher in uh, to that. Well, no, to bring Punisher and Blade specifically into the Morbius plot line. Because, uh-huh. of course, I mean, you bring the vampire hunter Yeah, in. it makes sense. That's a really great idea. Yeah. Um, 
even if he's not a real vampire. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the living vampire. Like, oh, he's a living vampire. You got to call someone else. Sorry, I only do a uh, real vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sorry, I only fight Blackulas. <laughs> Jeff- <laughs> Jefferson Twilight Blackula Hunter. Ooh, I gotta go. <laughs> Um, sorry, sorry for the Venture Brothers reference. Uh, I do love that show. So yeah, it is fun. We get to see Craven and Punisher kind of fight each other for a while. He makes a Francis Bacon quote. Oh God, they just quoted each other. It's so beautiful. Uh, they like, they're just sort of like dick waving about it. Uh, which is perfect. Uh, so Man Spider shows up at Aunt May's place. Yeah, we got Man Spider jumping around is kind of like, is he trying to remember or like he just keeps he shows up to Aunt Mays, he shows up with Mary Jane uh, yeah. and then like we do the close up on his eyes. And he's like, oh, I'm a monster. And then he just keeps jumping out windows on instinct yeah, pretty much, gosh. which I think is a lot of fun because of how much internal monologue we get of Peter in every other episode. Right. That in this one, we don't actually know how cognizant he is or how yeah. self-aware. Yeah. yeah. So he's just kind of stumbling around to places he's been before. Mm hmm. You know, trying to kind of see Frank, or Frankensteining with... around. Yeah, but he exactly. somehow has time to make like this nightmarish spider lair underneath the World Trade oh, Center. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> okay, shit's so, terrifying. Let's yeah. Don't let's vibrate talk the web. That. Uh, oh my the god! Craven tracks down. He's got a lead on how to get to Man Spider because he he smelled oh, something yep. in in the webbing. Mm-hmm. And. So they team up with with Punisher and you know they they head over. I'm trying to figure. I mean, there's not really anything else. I mean, it's just kind Punisher, of a lot of action nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it does it doesn't really matter. But Punisher gets kidnapped and taken mm-hmm. there, and Craven has split up from him, but he still finds his way there because he smelled the soil in the web. Right. Oh, uh, and they, so they he shows meet up, up and with, saves Punisher. They meet up with Mariah, uh, with yeah. Doctor Mariah Crawford. And that's when Mariah, it's Mariah who is like, hey, Frank, wouldn't you like, what about your dead, dead family? You know, like, what would they do? Right at him. (laughs) Yeah. Not a good time. Not a good time. Yeah. Just completely inappropriate. She's met him. She's never met him. Yeah. And. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah. It's really ridiculous. Yeah. He calls Uh, her Calypso. His Calypso. Yeah. Raven does. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Isn't Calypso a Marvel character? Uh, I guess it has to be, but you run, out, you, you run into that problem with, uh, especially in the Spider-Verse mythology. Every single person is a named character mm-hmm. in this in Spider-Man, mm-hmm. just like we know everybody in New York. <laughs> yeah, just felt like Name, that might names have been are, a... Names are in uh, are a hot commodity. Right. Did anybody uh, else... Oh, sorry. Did anybody else kind of like... <laughs> When Craven says something like, oh, yeah, I smelled this from the first World Trade Center blast or something. Yeah. Did, any, oh, did anyone yeah. else kind of go, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Well, from the, from the 1993 uh, uh, from the, World from Trade the, Center the bombing. bombing. Yeah. yeah. The truck bombing. The truck bombing. Oh, yikes. Yeah, yeah. it did not. And then there's like a prolonged <laughs> shot of the Trade Center. Yep. Yeah, you yank- can read the age of this pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yanked on the collar yeah. a little bit on that one. Ooh. Weird. Um, if Ed Asner believes in it or not, I don't oh know. Oh boy! <laughs> Welcome to the real podcast. <laughs> Talk about the truth here. Cut it! Cut it out! That didn't happen. <laughs> uh, so, I think there's a there's a really wonderful moment 
uh, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but I just sure. really want to talk about it uh, right near the end where, um, you know, he Craven talks about how he found him and mentions the bombing and Punisher's like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And Craven goes, yes, we would be magnificent together. And I feel like that was <laughs> mm. like a really like like it really just missed Punisher. He was getting hit on so hard in that moment by oh. Craven. The, oh, like, yeah. Oh. Like pansexual hunter man. Mm-hmm. That like <laughs> I feel like I feel like that like Punisher really missed out on a possible love connection. Craven is the Oberyn Martell of, <laughs> of Marvel. Yeah. No gonna, shit though. I say Craven probably gets pretty turned on by the hunt. You know, he probably yeah. he's yeah. raging for it. So <laughs> poor poor Punisher wouldn't poor Punisher wouldn't know it hit him. <laughs> Uh, they're pretty re- remarkably respectful of Peter's identity. So when he's like, when they yeah, they put the, the serum coat over his head. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, that was polite. It was polite. It was very polite. <laughs> uh, I mean, that doctor, Doctor What's her face, Crawford, Crawford. Is, yeah. is a nice, nice plot device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very <laughs> quick thinking. <laughs> She's like, no, we must respect his secret identity. Throw your coat on him. Uh, yeah, someone but, wrote that, by the way. Just think about that. Someone was like, mm-hmm. hmm, okay, I want you animators. Uh, you're going to draw them uh, putting the coat over his face. And then someone, <laughs> really ha- someone, ha- someone has to actually say, put the coat over his face and then put the mask on him. <laughs> they could have just given him a cardboard box. It would have been just a fun little <laughs> gag. Right. That would have allowed us to you know, forgive this weird hammy writing. Like, Damn, that's yeah. really specific. <laughs> Why did they have his Spider-Man mask? Just grabbed it for fun. Yeah, who was carrying that the whole time? <laughs> uh, Punisher took it as a trophy. Uh, right, right. After it was right at the end of the last episode, or yeah, when he got when he transformed into Man Spider and it like uh, busted off, he like picked it up and ran away. Well, I'm gonna take this. Thank you. But I don't yeah. think any of them. I don't think any of them knew what Peter Parker looked like. So, oh, he'd just know, be a guy. That's true. It'd just be like sure, a guy. Just a guy. I mean, I mean it's, not until next episode when Peter just shows up to on everyone. television. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a pretty fun. One. I liked watching. I mean, for we basically only got Man Spider for this one episode. It was pretty mm-hmm. fun. Uh, he's he was scary. Yeah, but not too scary. But he did have like you know <laughs> too the, the scary. Right, it's right. Like ages six and up scary. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. He spits gross venom. Uh, maybe that's the radioactive spider blood they were talking about. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then he turns right back. He did, He continues having like issues, though. And I think we find out later that he has to like keep getting zapped by this laser every twenty four hours. Like that's sucks. Something like that. Yeah. Like the but arm. He's not. He's not out of the woods with this mutation. Yeah. The no. arms keep wanting to bust out of his rib cage, which sounds really <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Should probably get that looked at. Awkward. Oops. Uh, the arms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's it for episode that's eight. That's it. Though. Let's go to episode nine. All righty, everybody. Thanks for coming back in to episode nine of Spider Man. The vampire hunter Blade <laughs> arrives in New York City to destroy Morbius. But Spider-Man wants to revert Morbius back into a human. And yeah. that's our summary. <laughs> Sorry, it's so bad. Summary. Sorry, it's so bad. Uh, can we supplement that at all? Yeah. Um, well, like, we open up pretty big on the on a big reveal. Mr. Blade. Blade himself walks into the Spider-Verse and yeah, treats oh, us man. with his presence. He makes a hell his, of an entrance. Uh, 
sort of racially nebulous. Uh, I know. Walked yeah. back from having to say this is a black guy caricature. Yeah. With, it was I very mean, awkward. He's the, voiced by a black man, but mm-hmm. they really don't. They don't draw him. They yeah. don't draw him very black. Well, with <laughs> weird. with the motorcycle helmet on, you can't really tell. But when well, the helmet, helmet on, it just looks off, straight white. Yeah. Yeah. When the yeah. helmet's off, they like really went for it. Uh, and it's but like I, nighttime too, and it's like, yeah, I don't they... know. It's it does feel odd. It feels like they they were consciously going the opposite direction, which mm-hmm. felt a That's little what strange. I felt too. But uh, his character design is off the chain in this. It is absurd <laughs> as fuck. He is full leather boy. Oh yeah, he's got spikes on one shoulder but oh, not yeah. the other. Mm. He's got he a has lightsaber. He got a lightsaber. Light yeah, he saber. rides a hog and and is, has a lightsaber on his back like a samurai. Yeah, <laughs> I I just like like when you think about Wesley Snipes, like you know it's more streamlined. Like he's got a real like solid you know leathery kind of costume and like one giant sword and you know like they, 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 this just sort of felt like they were you know <laughs> like they put all of a the attachments of on his action figure. Sure, yeah, very scatter shot. Uh, but in the end, he's pretty baller. I gotta yeah. say, yeah. Like, uh, he comes off pretty cool. The biggest thing for me were the blade wheels on his, like, <laughs> oh, the knife, yeah. knife tires on his motorcycle, <laughs> which allow him to scale up a building. Oh Just reminded God. me Vertically. of that terrible Ghost Rider movie where, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he had a cages. big Ghost Rider vibe. I was a little confused sure. when he shows up. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, the way, like, his leather jacket his Motorcycle style. covered in skulls. I was like, wait... Did I confuse which characters in this in the show? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, it's Blade. You know, though, with those knife tires, he could theoretically <laughs> ice skate uphill. <laughs> Which I know Blade like, is a fan of. He is a big fan of that. Uh, I got to tell you, though, there's nothing about Blade that is that made me more tickled than his garlic grenades. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> garlic <laughs> Spider-Man's the like, the family. <laughs> He just, he's got gas, but it's just garlic. And there's stink bombs, Peter. He's like, oh boy. Is this, this garlic? This is rough. Why did you do this? This was a fight. Dude, Why did you stink ass. bomb me? <laughs> <laughs> if you were a vampire, that would have worked. No shit. My whole thing is spiders, dude. I- <laughs> it's on my fucking chest. I'm a spider. <laughs> If I was a spider and a vampire, it would be such a mixed signal. This would be a terrible brand. <laughs> but the the episode opens on the newspaper headline: "Is Spider Man a vampire?" Oh, jeez. Which like, which presumably is what brings Blade into town, right? A right. The comical headline: <laughs> just people just sort of throwing shit out. Is he a Spider Man a vampire? <laughs> I mean, that's classic Daily Bugle, though. You know. Yeah. Just asking leading questions about Spider-Man that are clearly no, but maybe yeah. Yes. But the, in the in the world of of Marvel, you have to remember that they don't know the vampires are real. So right. I mean, what if we just what if we just wake up to the news and it's like Donald Trump is a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> I have several questions. <laughs> uh. There's a there's a thing that comes up in this episode that I uh, I think we talked we didn't talk about before, but there are two instances where individuals describe 
a person to a police sketch artist and oh, they get back yeah. the most detailed and perfect <laughs> illustrations that I have ever seen. Most definitely. It's a, it's a total like Jack Kirby sketch too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, so it's like a random dude on the street describes man spider and we get exactly like a pinup of man spider, by yep, you know, Steve it. Ditko. Like it's so ridiculous. And we do it again here uh, where, uh, uh, what's her name? Duh. No, what the hell? It's his. It's his classmate. The the, the girl classmate oh, De- describes Deborah. Morbius. Deborah. Thank you, Deborah. Deborah describes <laughs> Deborah. Morbius, and we get an incredibly accurate picture of Morbius from the sketch artist, and like in a dramatic like action pose. Yeah, <laughs> like the sketch artist is getting, uh, you know, he's he's making portfolio pieces. I mean, Got the I- stick figure with pointy fangs would have been pretty funny too. <laughs> I just Wait, love that we, vampire? we have we have man spiders <laughs> running around and people can believe that, but a possible <laughs> vampire, absolutely not. Not happening. Hold on. Hold I on draw the line. Look, people <laughs> have to draw a line somewhere. You know? And in a world where things are already crazy, I can see you maybe wanting to draw your line of vampires. <laughs> yeah, but let's take a let, let, let's let's examine the evidence here for a moment. <laughs> if I'm gonna believe that the for without a doubt that the one that the guy who showed up last year and is a spider is real or yesterday right whatever however mm-hmm. long we had man spider mm-hmm. i think that i think there's a lot of if, if if this is the world i live in there's man spiders a pretty good amount of like credible evidence that vampires would be real too in the universe right. where there's man spiders <laughs> all those stories about vampires i think gain a lot more credibility yeah right that's very true damn it rory rory gets me again <laughs> so let's see what happens next so peter goes to dr connor's who yeah, we so know later will become the, the lizard mm-hmm. i think he may lizard. already have been i'm not uh, sure well, the believe- episode first episode is enter the pilot, is enter the lizard yeah, the pilot yeah. is the, the is deal with the lizard is that he keeps like going back and forth between his form oh, with, with right. like with like varying degrees of him being in control uh-huh uh you know because dr connor's is always a pretty like chill dude yeah. Right. Plus, um, also, wait, Doctor Connor still has his job. Like he's, he's <laughs> chilling at the university still. Like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> eh, whatever. The lizard Look, thing happened mi- once. He still has arm, students. Kinda... <laughs> uh, but he's got this neogenic recombinator. Uh, and, oh yeah, that. And he needs to zap Spider Man every old twenty-four thing? hours. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> had this thing laying around. <laughs> uh, and. And so that's like that that becomes kind of the focus of this episode and the following one that we're going to briefly talk about, which is that that like big laser thing is the means by which Morbius is going to try and turn other people into vampires. Ah, uh, yes, I see. By sort of re recreating the situation with like Peter's blood that happened with him. Mm-hmm. But uh, on like a global so, scale. Right. So that's that's like his big plan. And that, that becomes planet. what we have to stop. Forgetting, of, of course, apes, that would mean I every mean. single person. He needs to zap a bat and then bite every single person with a bat. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be busy. How much time you get? You're going to need some help. <laughs> it's a bad plan. <laughs> <laughs> Not a great plan. Not to mention, if you make everybody vampires, suddenly they're all going to take you to vampire jail. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that might be right. Plus, if everyone's a vampire, how are y'all going to eat? Yeah. Don't you Damn. need, like, human plasma? 
Look at all these questions that we don't have answers to. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say that to a living vampire's face, too, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you fucking idiot. So this is also about the time when Morbius decides that he loves vampirism now. Yep. Mm, yes. He and sort of he confronts... Starts- he, he sort of turns into Boris from Goldeneye yelling like, I am invincible to like anyone who'll listen. Going full Boris. Right. <laughs> and then he has another standoff with Blade and it kind of ends about the same way the first one did uh, of Blade being really grumpy and wanting to kill Morbius. Spider-Man doesn't want to kill Morbius. It is but fun also that doesn't have these plans. And uh, when you have a character who can just kind of levitate at will, all their <laughs> fights are broken up by Morbius being like, oh, that's right. I can just leave. <laughs> oh, Because especially because they're always fighting on rooftops and he's just dipped straight up. <laughs> yeah, it remi- reminds right. me of like Optimus Prime in the Transformers movies. Like they let us know yeah. that he can fly and then he never flies away. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, come on, bro. <laughs> Figure it out. What the fuck out. are you doing? Um, I just like... They, they they reveal a lot about Blade in this episode, of course, yeah. because they, they sort of get a uh, they have a truce him and him and Peter. Uh, Peter shows up to like his little secret hideout and meets his mentor, Whistler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, not Whistler. Chris Christopherson. Very upset. No, no. unfortunately. <laughs> no. No. And Whistler, like we made, like I maybe mentioned earlier, just takes every opportunity to be like, well, and here's Blade's full backstory oh of his God. tragic past. And telling it right in front of Blade. Oh, yep. Yep. Like, Blade's standing there working on his motorcycle, and he's just (laughs) divulging all of his fucking secrets. his parents were killed by vampires. (laughs) Damn, you're going to do this again, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. Like, Blade... I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be back in five minutes. (laughs) Blade has been so angry and resistant to literally everything. Uh, And that's when Whistler's like, cool off, go cool off. You know, go work on (laughs) your car. (laughs) Go to your like, cool off spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a little patronizing, and I don't love the fact that Blade is, well, pardon the pun, but he's kind of a blunt instrument. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah. Nice. But, you know, like, he, he, he doesn't really have a lot of growth. He has one mode, and that's I was killing vampires. Similarly, that it would have been cool to have him and, him and uh, Punisher in an episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where these two Oh, people... you like killing two? <laughs> yeah fuck how about you how about that no killing? fuck you no fuck you <laughs> god uh this one this one has we we sort of we spend a little bit more time with with uh detective terry lee as well yeah mm-hmm. and is uh, she a is she a blade character or uh i don't or a know spider? i don't i don't know either I don't yeah. know, but I, I think she may be just a general Marvel character. I don't know if she's like really a Blade character at all. Um, but like, there's this weird meeting that the police is having with people who are friends with the victims of this plasma situation, and she's just being uncomfortably candid about their investigation and just throwing accusations around at the yeah. people there. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> like, was super inappropriate. Like Peter shows up to like maybe try and make up with MJ for uh, being missing for so long, and <laughs> Detective Lee just walks up and is like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, well I bet you're the one. I bet it's you because you used you to date it. Felicia. You're looking pretty suspicious right about now." And he's like, "God damn it! <laughs> what did I fucking walk into? Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, I mean, that, what, that basically brings us to the end of, of Nine. Which yeah, is there's a little that, more that Morbius and Blade watch. nonsense, I think. Yeah, there's a bit of fighting. Morbius does steal the Recombinator. So, like, That's we start right. this final episode with him ha- having the upper hand and about about being able to, yeah, he to was take in care a of his net plan. or something, and then he wasn't, <laughs> and then he flies he off again. He tries to drop Blade into a smokestack. Right. That's right. Uh, Spider-Man saves A very Blade. funny way to dispose of somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that has to be very intentional because you you could drop them on the ground. I right. mean, it's just as far, but the smokestack is is that's a as a choice. That's I want to drop you into a tube where that has edges that you might be able to grab onto rather than this just empty air. <laughs> very specific. Right. And then they end up. Uh, okay, we're gonna have to team up. Uh team ups. I work alone. Not this time. Okay. So now we've reached the end of everything that we had uh, Jason watch. Um, so let's let's maybe quickly do episode 10 and talk yeah. about how it ends. Yes. Paint this picture for me. It's been yeah. this web of words. Oh. Okay, so with episode 10, uh, you know, thanks to Blade's vampire compass. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I love <laughs> Blade has on his oh, motorcycle. Oh, is that on his motorcycle? Yeah, yes. it's mounted yeah. in. It's a special ancient. And we should clarify compass. for you that's not Austin saying what it is. He calls it by name his vampire compass. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's not so fully attuned to like the metropolitan uh, thing, so it's not fully accurate. Uh, yeah, like it's not it's, used to cities because it's so old. <laughs> yeah, it's so old. You just get bad reception with all these tall buildings around. Right, right. So it it only works sometimes when they need it to. It's um, convenient, yeah, or not. But then, uh, I don't have like a full synopsis for this, but I, I'll, I'll I've got one. I can do okay. a real quick one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man and Blade put aside their differences in an attempt to prevent Morbius from using the Neogenic Recombinator to transform everyone into vampires like himself. They team up with Lieutenant Terry Lee, a detective who falls for Terry Blade. Lee. Uh, during one attempt to stop Morbius, he kidnaps Aunt May and Felicia, causing Spider-Man and Blade to have a brief falling out. Um, I mean, so, let's... I, I do have to say, it, it does feel like kind of awkward and cheap to have the two black characters on this show fall for each other. Right. Well, and uh, they, it starts out where, uh, Spidey has to like jump off and fly out somewhere. Basically with the cop showing up and leaving blade to basically get arrested as he's like, <laughs> see you later. Gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Blade's like, well, getting arrested. Right. He gets smooched. Well, yeah. So he meets Terry Lee who is African American and they chat and, he takes her back to his lair and <laughs> his they, lair. They just and kind then of Whistler fucking tells his whole story to her again now. Right. Again. And now she's like, <laughs> man, you know, your mom, yeah, I bet that's what it's like to not have a family. <laughs> oh yeah. She said, have you forgotten when you lost your mother? <laughs> what? The, how, <laughs> how dare you? These people know each other for two minutes. <laughs> right. And then their faces suddenly get magnetized together. Well, he's like, he, she's like, don't you feel anything about how, Aunt, you know, how May Parker was stolen? And he's like, I don't feel shit. And she's like, I can make you feel shit. And then oh. they kiss. Oh, no, oh. hold on. Hold on. It's I mean, way more a, edgelord. That's the, essentially what it is. It's way more edgelord than that. And it's incredible. <laughs> uh, he had he said uh, something to the effect of like learning to feel seeped out of my soul years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Learning to feel seeped out of my soul years ago. Terry Lee. 
And then they <laughs> kiss. Using that one in the future. What I <laughs> loved about Blade was, uh, so Punisher is pretty much always on the stri- on the up and up when it comes to explaining his mo- like what he's going to do. It's yeah. kill. And Blade <laughs> doesn't have the same like code of honor. He's Spider Man's like, okay, if we work together, no kill. Like, and Blade's like, cool, got it. And every single time he's, he tries to kill Morpheus. <laughs> what the hell? You can't, you can't digital dog new tricks. Uh, they form a plan uh, with Blade and Terry Lee. Well, with Peter Parker. And Peter Parker. And uh, Ed Asner, sorry, Ed Asner, uh, J. Jonah Jameson, <laughs> who calls him a Anne Rice novel refugee. Um, yeah. And now he wants pictures of Morbius. So right. Peter has to get a picture of Morbius to kind of save his job. Uh, and to prove that, that that Peter is cool to Blade, they're like, well, he knows Spider-Man. And then he has oh the like, no, it's Spider-Man doesn't make you cool. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's so it's so good. Whoa, he does know Spider-Man. He's cool. Dang, what a cool <laughs> that dude. Does, that does not make him cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then after uh, but that. But their, their, their plan is right. pretty cool. Uh, Red lines about seeping is what makes you cool. <laughs> uh, Peter Peter shows up uh, to you know to to MJ's place and is like, "Yep, I like Felicia. I'm breaking up with you. Uh, I guess to protect her for some weird reason." Yeah, because he needs to. He's basically just wants her out of the way, right? Because he knows then, that Morbius is coming, and he's like, "Go, go, get out of here, get out of here." Yeah, I like Felicia. Go, we'll be broken up. Cool, bye. <laughs> And Morbius shows up right at that moment and is like, you're never going to have Felicia. And he's like, also, give me your blood. And he's like, oh, OK, well, I've got a blood sample in the van. But in the van is hiding the Punisher with this giant nice. like laser Perfect. that Whistler has created. And so he opens the back door and the laser's just point blank pointing at his face and he gets zapped to fuck. And Ooh, everybody's like, everybody's like, oh, oh, my God, oh, my God. And Peter goes, click, and takes a photo. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. It's a, it was a pretty fun moment. Uh, but I like that plan. It was it was nice, yeah. uh, even if to it the totally face. blows up. But then Morbius grabs Aunt May and then flies off into the night. <laughs> oops. <Yeah. laughs> oh, no, oops, oops. Yeah, that poor uh, old woman. Her heart. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't know how much longer she's going to live. <laughs> Well, she's had the threat of death hanging over her since the 60s. It's very true. Uh, yeah. And they still haven't killed her permanently. Wait, um, she's still alive in the comics? Actually, that's a good question. I haven't paid attention in a while. I don't know if she's still alive. Yeah, man. Well, like we were talking about earlier in the episode, like there's been so many like Spider-Man and Spider-People. <laughs> and, yeah. and like I don't know what universes or what. I heard Peter well, Parker died like six years ago some, but now he's back in universe retcons too yeah right? they've like reset everything so many times they, no they reset the whole up. thing in civil war war where he uh reveals his identity off. right yep. like yeah, they like to... they reset that like some demon is like just kidding we're going back in time well, the, the men in black <laughs> came and they neuralized everyone so yeah they had to fix that big time they're like oh no we can't tell any stories now oops the daisies <laughs> oh no <laughs> shit uh but he i don't know they save they save everybody right like they show up, uh, they, they track, they track them and they save Aunt May. Uh, there's a, there's a, oh, oh, but the, the, the noteworthy thing here is that, uh, Michael Morbius gets zapped, uh, because he steps in front of the, the laser as it's about to zap Felicia. Cause he has a change of heart. Mm. He's going to, he's going to turn Felicia into a, into a vampire and he steps in front of it at the last second and he gets turned into a full DC comics man bat. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, bad. man bad. Yeah. I okay. thought there was a really funny little riff because because as we yes. talked about before, Blade and uh, and Spider Man are kind of learning to be a team, right? And uh, uh, Blade has this gun pointed at Morbius, who's flying around with Aunt May. Spider Man knocks it out of his hands and it fires, and it's a web gun. And he's like, I told you I was doing it your way this time. Right. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. That was my favorite of like Blade is so fucking furious at everyone. This whole arc. Who he, he like? He's so baffled. Nobody wants to kill vampires, and that's all he wants to do. I like. I just want to kill vampires. I'm like, no, don't. But yeah. His line is literally, "No, he's a vampire. You destroy them." Right. <laughs> so he's fucking out of amazing. Breath. He's so mad. He's so mad. <laughs> it's like hits that boiling point, and then finally he gets talked down to not kill him. And as soon as he's and then suddenly, here comes Spider-Man out of nowhere, like, kicking him out of the way. Like, I wasn't going to! God, I would have been so happy if they actually got Wesley Snipes to voice this, like, three years oh, before man. the movie actually yes. came out. Yeah, If he's just, like, if well, he's just always been Blade. Speaking of, well, actually, okay, when did this, when did this episode uh, come 95. out? That's Thanks, a, Thanksgiving 95. of 95. Okay, so... <laughs> I feel like this is very strange because the movie Friday also came out in 1995 and this episode ends with Morbius saying bye Felicia. What? <laughs> because oh my he's God. saying goodbye to yeah. Felicia. It's like a literal like goodbye Felicia, but like Bye Felicia. Oh but like it's God. the same fucking year as Friday with bye Holy Felicia. Shit. I, I, that can't, that has to be a coincidence though. <laughs> I think so. Cause it wasn't, I think it's, it, yes, it has wasn't to like be. A, I don't think, I don't remember it, that quote becoming a thing right away. Did it? Maybe, maybe not, but it is from Friday, right? It's it is from, from Friday. Friday. Yes. That is how it's popular. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's like, it, yeah, it's like five or six months beforehand. Holy Friday shit. Friday came out. That's fine. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's Good a conspiracy. Catch. Yeah. Good catch. I just, although, uh, I, <laughs> I didn't notice that because, and I was, I was like, had my ears perked for, for, uh, you know, some, some comical Felicia humor, uh, (laughs) with memes, but, uh, that ending though is kind of poignant. Right. Yeah. Morbius flying off as a, as a bat and like finding a cave somewhere secluded and hanging upside down and just crying and going by Felicia. (laughs) Yeah. As the uh, sun, as the sunlight comes in and and see, see you in like 30, 30 issues. 30 episodes. Yeah. 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 Unless it does like turn him into dust. Who knows? Because he's just like a place to rest. Oh, just a place to rest. And then what has the sunlight come in full view mm-hmm. and they don't show it. They kind of pan out. So you kind of draw your own conclusions about whether he just like turned himself into powder. And he might have the movie powder. Yeah. That's what okay. happened. Great. Yeah. He goes off to watch powder. That's a backdoor (laughs) pilot for powder. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What do you what did you guys think? How did you enjoy it? I this was fun. This This was a lot of good time. I don't know that I expected it to be as good as it was. And there's a lot that I didn't like about it, for sure. I think the pacing is is a little intense. It's very fast. And maybe like I wish that I had a 
a little less going on at once and more yeah, time to like I think it was process. it was more Morbius heavy than it needed to be. I know it was the whole arc was about Morbius, but I don't think he's interesting enough or they made him. It was yeah, it was distracting enough. from having all these other guys show up too. Right. Like they had all these other cooler characters and then we had to keep being strung along with Morbius, who mm-hmm. again just kind of flies around and scowls at people. <laughs> it's just happy being a vampire. Right. <laughs> Leave me alone. But confused yeah. about why he's such an edge lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It it definitely has a lot more like random crossover kind of stuff going on than X Men ever did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but X Men also seemed like it had to try a little less hard to get people to watch it. So I wonder, you know, I wonder if Spider Man was like using these these like event and long you know multi part episodes and bringing in Blade and Punisher and all these like other characters as a way of getting viewers. I mean, from it 2018, for a while, I but... think this aged was significantly better than X Men, which was a bit oh, of a yeah. rough watch. Yeah, most oh, yeah. definitely, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's 65 episodes of this. It lasted for five seasons, um, and I don't know. I feel like it would be really easy just to blast through all of yeah. it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's a really fun kind of serialization that we don't see that much right now. Mm-hmm. This sort of like rolling storylines where it's not fully serialized, but there's a lot kind of bleeding in for a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they actually yeah. trusted the audience. Well, I would be, I, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not making like a commitment here, but, uh, obviously, because we'd have to discuss it, but like, I would be totally interested in possibly re- revisiting this group of humans on the call right now, uh, and coming back sometime later to watch the like modern Disney XD Spider-Man show that's been running for like a year or two. Yeah. Oh, I'd yeah. I'd love to uh, see some other Spider-Men and just kind of see how, how they stack up. Cause I haven't really, I mean, I watched this one. I remember very little of it, but I think this is really the only one I watched. I definitely mm-hmm. watched this one. It's where like my interest in Spider-Man began. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched I watched Ultimate, the one where he goes to space mm-hmm. hmm. into the the other Earth. Into the other Earth. How many webs are there out there? Two, yeah, at least six, <laughs> where he can swing to. <laughs> No, he just he just casts a web out and waits for a long time, and it eventually hits a planet, and he just sort of jerks across, and he he travels through space. It's great. Boom, got it. Um, fuck, this was really fun. Uh, Jason, yes sir, you're great. No, you guys are great. Thanks for having me. This was this was a blast. I'm so glad you came and hung out with us. Uh, For sure. We we love doing this with with friends. But Jason, we love you. Thank you so much. Love you back. Thanks, guys. You're a delicious, delightful treat. And this, of course, uh, this is this is our first of four or five specials in a row. We're sort of doing like a like a summer of specials right now. Uh, all all August and into early September, we're just blasting out. We're not doing any of our normal regular episodes. We're just doing one off specials right now. So uh, you got that to look forward to. Yeah. So I think uh, I think that's it. I think that'll yeah. do it for us. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you should definitely go watch Spider-Man. Um, and as the thing we always say, uh, the thing we say every time to close out our show. Uh, always the that, same. Of course, that thing that's always the same that we say is uh, kiss your blueberries before you miss your blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> Sage it. words. Yep. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Good night, y'all. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Spider good night. Spider good night. It's very funny. (laughs) Spider good night.
Thanks for tuning in to our summer of specials. All through the month of August and a sweet little kiss into September, we've got a nonstop slate of just nothing but specials. Hot damn. If you like what we're doing, go ahead and find us on social media or on our website, which is satamtuesdays.com. S-A-T-A-M Tuesdays.com. And you know, this week was really fun, but next week, what do you know? We got another goddamn special. So I hope to see you here every Tuesday. Tuesday.